New Jersey is the place to be as missionaries, we agree. We will serve with all our might. Our purpose here is to invite sound off. One, two. We... Oh, stop. <laughs> sound off. One, One two. two. We love others. Yes, we do. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I couldn't... Wait, wait a minute. That's not right. Okay, can we have... Go. Wait, wait, wait. Are we starting over? Yeah. New Jersey is the place to be as missionaries, we agree. We will serve with all our might. Our purpose here is to invite sound off. One, two. We love others, yes we do. We all know cause we've been told. We are strong and very bold. We open up our mouths each day to teach the gospel in his way. Sound off. One, two. We love preach my gospel too. Praying is our favorite drill. Staying worthy is our skill. We love to teach and testify and baptize others. That's no lie. Sound off. Three, four. We serve God and others too. The iron rod is what we hold. Teaching others sevenfold. The love of God is what we feel. We have a Savior and He's real. Sound off. One, two. We love Christ and will be true. Three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. There you are. The gospel's great. <laughs> That's a good job. Welcome this evening to Notes from John. With a babble from Bon. Hope everyone's doing well. It's uh, another great Sunday night. It's uh, March 31st, 2019. And uh, we've just had a wonderful Sabbath day where we've been able to attend our our church meetings where we spoke in a state conference today and Bonnie did a great job she always does <laughs> That's and right. then we had uh, Julie's family and Becky's family without their husbands over for dinner tonight and it was uh, uh, nice to have them all here afterwards we <laughs> we spent some time uh, in a little go-kart that we have running the kids up and down the street and they really seem to get a kick out of that and had a had a fun time with them in that regard and and now you've got all these plans with them for tomorrow bonnie what are they well it's spring break and three of our families have gone out of town and these two families are here with little children so we're going to go to the zoo and have a little sleepover and spend some time with them little crafts or whatever and Easter egg dying and just some things with them to help them have a little bit of celebration that they're out of school. And like India said in her prayer today for dinner, she said, and may spring break just be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and her mom's eyes rolled and went, really? Because <laughs> it's all up to the parents to make it fun. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's full of life, that's for sure. She is. Well, so... Uh, Tonight we thought we would just kind of finish up uh, our experience in New Jersey as mission president and wife, and uh, and we we've talked some about our mission experience in general, and then uh, last week we've talked more about our missionaries and how we love them and what great people they are. Did we talk about our senior couples? Uh, not very much, a little bit, Bonnie. Did do you have anything additional you just wanted to say? Just how important they were and. I can encourage anyone who would like to serve missions outside of their state 
it's great. But even in inner city missionaries are great as well. Wherever they can help serve, it really is a blessing to the mission presidents. And we had amazing couples who we grew to love and appreciate, and they become lifelong friends. Yeah, they do. They helped us uh, not only with our missionaries and, and uh, checking apartments and going on appointments with missionaries and uh, just helping him in a number, of, many number of Taking different ways. Taking him to doctor appointments and yeah, but they also helped. Help. Have, he had a couple, two couples help us in our in our mission office. Uh, one of our uh, one brother would be responsible for all of the the uh, cars. We had a fleet of anywhere from sixty to ninety cars that he was uh, always involved in and. Another brother was in, responsible for the finances of the mission, and then, uh, and then we had a sister who was responsible for finances for about the last uh, year of our mission, and they also helped with uh, with referrals and with histories and uh, office requirements, just a lot of things that they made all the transfer wow. picture transfer board pictures. They did, and they were just they, so they helpful. Newsletters, they were just so on top of it. We couldn't have done it without them, that's for sure. Yeah, and very supportive of us. Right. Oh, very, very much so. Everything that we did, and we surely loved them. Our office nurse was great. She helped everyone as well, so I was just so grateful for all of them. And then I had helpers in the mission home, Leanna Pettit and uh, Raina Kolbacher and... Kim Gurney, they were very, very helpful with dinners, and they were just great people, and I grew to love them and lifelong friends with them, as well as a, a brother named Jim Braby, who really helped us. He was responsible for all of the facilities, the church uh, meeting houses and, and other uh, church-owned facilities, like the mission home that we lived in. It was a very nice home. And, um, and the mission office. Yeah, the mission office. Jim Braby was responsible to see that all of those buildings and um, those properties were taken care of, uh, just and kept in best best shape. And he did a great job with all of that. It's amazing what the church does for the mission presidents and how yeah, they it is. take care of them with homes and and uh, schooling and other various things for their children. They really take care of their mission presidents. They, they sure do. And we, um, one, one of the things that we just loved about uh, our experience in New Jersey, uh, obviously besides the, the, the great privilege of being able to deal with all these hundreds of young people that we love and these senior couples and other senior missionaries that came uh, that served with us as well, by a senior, I mean typically a, an older sister who was uh, a single who would come and join and serve with us for anywhere from 12 to 18 months. And uh, they, they were just fantastic. They would often help in terms of uh, the seminary and institute program and teaching and, and other things. Yeah, it was just great. But we also met remarkable people both in and out of the church in the state of New Jersey. My goodness, how we, we came to love so many that were there. I, 
I think uh, initially because we had so much connection with our, our, our stake presidents in the four stakes in the one district that we had, the Patterson district, and, and the, the, the presidents of those stakes in that district were just great, remarkable people. As well as the the counselors, Brother Alongo, Brother Bruce Jones, uh, that helped me in the presidency. Gosh, they were they were just so helpful, so willing to help and do anything that they could to lighten our load. And and for that, I am really grateful for their you, service. And then you had two more. We did towards the end. We had two additional ones, and they were. They were great too, and so thankful for their their exceptional service. Uh, and um, so, th those people were instrumental in our lives, and uh, uh, con they continue to be just dear, precious people in our hearts. And I was so grateful for the Relief Society presidents, and for their love and care of all the missionaries and. I was just amazed at how dedicated and faithful saints are all over the world and not just here in our little Salt Lake Valley. There are amazing people all throughout the church. Yeah, they, they are. And um, and then we, uh, in addition, we, we met many other members of the church throughout uh, the state of New Jersey that are faithful, devoted saints, and uh, with wonderful families and parents who are doing the best they can to teach their children in the ways of truth and righteousness. And um, I, they were just great examples to us while we were there. And we've we've seen uh, several of them that have moved west since we were there. And what a delight to see them here as we see them uh, on occasion. What was great about being in the mission field well here in Utah's a mission field too but being away from home and actually being in neighborhoods that are I think we were the only member for many many blocks yeah, at least and we had a great neighbor to the left of us the Falsies yeah. Dennis and Falsy and his wife and children we grew to love them and they were very kind and loving they really were they were they had new neighbors every three years <laughs> That was probably a little hard on them. Yeah, so I'm sure it was. And neighbors to the the right of us as well. They were Anne and her three little boys. They were they were great. Well, and then in addition to the uh, really wonderful members of the church that we had an opportunity to to meet and to worship with in meetings and that would help our missionaries. Of course, we we met uh, oh hundreds of people that were investigating the church that our missionaries were teaching. One of the, I think I may have mentioned it earlier, but one of the great things about our mission was that we, we had people coming from all over the world that would end up in New Jersey. Actually, they would come to New York hoping for a new life and realize pretty quickly that they often couldn't afford to live in New York, so they would come across the river and find themselves in New Jersey and uh, and oftentimes our missionaries uh, would find many of them and would teach them the gospel and some accepted the message and would be baptized and 
we met some remarkable people from all over all over the world. I, I was just so impressed with that. Yes, it was it was amazing. They were there from all over, and it was I, I remember great. I remember one uh, uh, one time we uh, our missionaries were were um, going from one building to another, and one of our our encouragements was to be sure and talk to everyone. Uh, you never know when someone would be would be willing to listen to the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and and so let's let's open our mouths and speak to everyone. And if they if they're not interested, so be it. But if in, in the event that they are, then we have an opportunity to share something so precious and dear Just with them. Just never know. And so uh, two of our missionaries were leaving in a uh, an apartment building and go, walking towards their car. And uh, as they were they were going back to their car, they had they had passed uh, another car that was parked on the side of the road. And these two missionaries didn't. They saw a man sitting in that car parked on the road. It appeared as if he was reading something in his car, but they they didn't stop and say anything. And they went, walked on to their car, which was you know maybe half a block away. And they stopped, and one of those missionaries was a, just a brand new missionary. He'd only been out, a, I don't know, maybe four or five weeks. And his companion was uh, quite a veteran and a very good missionary as well, but it was the junior companion, this young man that had only been there for a very short time, said to his senior companion, you know, Elder, we should have said something to that man sitting in that car. And the senior companion said, you know what? You are right. We should have. Let's go back. So they go back to the car. They knock on the window of the car. And the gentleman rolls the window down and they said, sir, we're missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we have a message that we'd like to share with you about Jesus Christ. And that, I don't exactly remember all of the, his words precisely, but he essentially said to them, I wondered why it was that you didn't stop and talk to me when you went by to begin with. Well, as it turns out, this wonderful man was uh, uh, taught all the principles of the gospel and with his wife and two children, uh, some months later was baptized into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and their lives were changed forever because two young missionaries walked past his car, stopped, realized that they should have said something, decided to go back, and my goodness, how it's changed the life of that good brother and his family. That's just one of... of many occasions um, that uh, I, I remember another one where there was one of our young men that was just a, a delightful elder, but he was very shy. And I, I, I really encouraged our missionaries to look really good, to look sharp, to be cleanly, clean and dressed well and just always look their best. 
But it wasn't enough just to look good. I wanted them to open their mouths. And I wanted them to be able to speak about Jesus Christ and his gospel. And so, um, this, uh, I, I, as I was talking to this one elder, he, that was very shy. It was very difficult for him to uh, to open his mouth. He he looked great and was a handsome young man, but he really had a hard time speaking to people. And I said, "Look, just j just do your best, just to say hello. Just say hello and see what happens." So the two of them, he and his companion, are walking down the street, and uh, and they happen to pass a man that was sitting, I guess, on a bench or wherever he was. And that young missionary, the one that was struggling, said, hello. And, um, and then, then they went on their way. When I was meeting later with uh, that missionary in interview, he, he said to me, President, I just had an amazing experience. I said, well, what happened? Well, you told me to at least open my mouth and say hello. And, and so we passed this guy that was sitting down on the bench and, and I said hello. And I, I mean, it was just a triumph for him. I was so proud of him and he was proud of himself. I, he said, well, that's not the best part though. He said, after we, after we walked past him, walked a little way, the, the man came up to us and said, hold on. So we stopped, we turned around and went back to him and he said, who are you? And they told them that they were uh, uh, missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he said, I figured there must be something like that because I felt something when you passed me and said, hello. <laughs> oh, you, you, you just can never know when you, what you might say or do as a missionary will impact and affect the lives of others. And those two had the, then the privilege of being able to teach that gentleman the gospel of Jesus Christ. But that was part of the fun aspect and the, oh, I don't know. It was just so wonderful to see these missionaries when they first come so intimidated, fearful, and then to watch them grow. And at the end of the mission, they are powerhouse missionaries. Oh, boy, strong, that is the truth. dedicated, and they don't want to go home. Yeah, and that, that statement that they often come out as, as, uh, as boys and they go home men. And I certainly could say the same thing. Many of our beautiful young women come out as girls and they went home young women, let me tell you. Strong and faithful. You bet. Remarkable people. It reminds me of this little card I received that said, Missions are like popsicles. The first half is the hardest. The last half goes the fastest. And it's best enjoyed when you stick to it and thrust in your sickle. Yeah, well, that that's makes sense, doesn't it? it? certainly does. Yeah. We thought we'd also share with you... Uh, some of the uh, couple of the special times that we had in our mission, especially uh, with regards to uh, two members of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles that came and visited our mission at different times. 
and um, the first one was Elder Todd Christofferson. He had come and had a, uh, um, oh, a priesthood leadership conference that he was addressing, and as in connection with that, he decided he would come and visit with all of our missionaries. And that was during, I think, the first year of our, our time in the mission. So uh, we gathered all of our missionaries together and uh, had him come and speak to them. And he took the time to shake the hands of each and every one of our missionaries and, and then spoke to them. And it was, it, I, know, I think he took two hours with them, an hour and a half at least. Yeah. And it was just such a great thing to know Very that we personable. had there with us in that, uh, that chapel an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ who would take the time and, and come and just uplift and motivate and inspire a couple of hundred missionaries that we, we had with us at the time. But I think they also like being with the missionaries. I think so too. Uh, they have such a zest for life, a zest for the gospel. They, they, they look at these apostles as if they were... Uh, Kings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just... Um, just the, the very best people on earth, and uh, they may not be far off. Uh, I was going to say they kind of are. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and then the second time, uh, towards the end of our mission, uh, we had the the uh, opportunity to have Elder L. Tom Perry and his wife Barbara come to our mission, and uh, they stayed with us actually in our home, the mission home for I think one night or I don't even remember one or two nights anyway it was delightful to have them there and he, he had given us the instruction he said why don't you just make sure that uh, everyone's in place at the uh, church a half hour in advance and then we'll we'll uh, I think we'll probably have you uh, speak to them for maybe uh, 20 minutes and then I'll take maybe uh, a half hour to 45 minutes and I said, great, we'll do whatever you'd like us to do. And so we instructed all of our missionaries. And at that point in time, we had well over 200. Um, and he asked, uh, or we asked them all to be at the appointed church house a half hour in advance in their places, simply quietly preparing for a spiritual experience together. And we, you know, we were coming from the mission home with the elder and sister Perry, so we just we just trusted that all of our missionaries would be there on time and and do as we had requested, and, uh, and so as it turns out, we we uh, traveled from the mission home to the church. It was about a 15-20 minute drive, and I'll 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 tell you, I'll never forget when the Bonnie and I and Elder Perry and his wife walked into that chapel and it was as if as if, as if there was nobody in the church building. It was so yeah, quiet. We thought we would hear him talking when yeah. we walked in, but as we walked in those chapel doors, there was it was so quiet and the spirit Total was so silence. strong. What? Total silence. You could almost cut it with you could cut it with a knife. It was so reverent and peaceful. I was touched at how reverent and how they were just so perfect. They really were. 
And to, to, to say that we were proud of them would be a major understatement. We were so proud of them. They did exactly what they were asked to do. And uh, so with, uh, we, we stood in a little bit of a, a greeting line in the front of the chapel, the, the Perrys and uh, Bonnie and I, and we had a couple of other people uh, that were there as well that stood in that reception line, or greeting line. It was and the doctor, wasn't it, Dr. Aldous? I think it could have been Dr. Yeah, Aldous. And his yeah. wife. Yeah. And they came through, uh, every, every single missionary, all, well over 200 of them, came through that line and uh, 250. shook their hands and some of the big Polynesian elders <laughs> embraced them. Embraced them. They almost Kind of caught them, them off over. guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was such a tender experience for us to observe that. And we're so thrilled that our missionaries could have that opportunity and experience with someone who is a, a, one, of the, one of the apostles and prophets on the earth today. And then as we began our, our meeting, we, end up, we ended up having, uh, uh, I spoke for a few minutes and I don't know, 10 minutes or something like that. And then Bonnie took some time. And then Elder Perry, I think just, he just got into the spirit and, and enjoyed it so much. He went on for about an hour and a half. He did. Yeah. It was really wonderful for so many of these missionaries from out of the country who never even get up close to an apostle. And too, that's so many of those from the Philippines. They, those are the ones too that just embraced him when they were just in tears that they were actually that close to an apostle of the Lord. Yeah. Well, it was just so great to have that experience together, and we were were immensely grateful for the time that Elder and Sister Perry would take to come and uh, spend that time in our mission with us. Well, missions are amazing. We just hope that all of our grandchildren and our children, when they're old enough to not have the responsibility of children, that they'll all have an opportunity to serve a mission in some capacity because it just does so much for their testimony, their hearts becoming closer to the Savior. It's just an amazing experience. See, something happens to us when we forget ourselves and spend time in the service of the Lord to bless the lives of other people. Uh, we, we used to, to remind our missionaries over and over, look, this is not about you. This is about blessing the lives of other people. His children. Uh, yes, and, and uh, helping them to improve their lives as they come to know the Savior and, and come to understand the, the fruits of repentance and what a blessing it can be in their lives. And when they begin to understand that, life takes on a different perspective for them. As Joseph Smith said, who is the prophet of the restoration of the gospel, said, after all that has been said, the greatest and most important duty is to preach the gospel. Yeah. So we hope and our prayers are that we will all be better missionaries, all be better member missionaries as well, so that we can see more of God's children enter the waters of life, love, and happiness. And our, our hope is certainly that every one of our grandchildren uh, are able to serve some type of mission, whether it's a full-time proselyting mission or a church service mission 
or whatever it may be, um, because of, uh, as Bonnie has previously said, what a, what a remarkable privilege and blessing it is. And besides, that means we get to put another name on our missionary board in our home. Oh, yes, that's so fun. Our world board. That we shows want, where we all want missionaries all over that board. We sure do. <laughs> so let me finish with a little song. You'll probably know the, the tune. All right, here we go. Do you want to feel the Spirit? Do you want to know the truth? Do you want to fill your hearts with joy? Feel God's love in everything you do. Read the Book of Mormon. It's the Word of God for you. Pray sincerely with real intent, and you will know the church is true. So why not serve a mission? It will strengthen life you know. Help to hasten this great work. Serve the Lord and spiritually grow. Yes, you will feel the Spirit. You'll be happy through and through. Your life will change and you'll be blessed in everything you do. Nice, sweetheart. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's all for us tonight on Notes from John. With a babble from Bon. Good night.